motivate. The second of losses, I'm handing them out, yeah, I had to go delegate. It feel like I'm floating, I'm lost in the moment, that's why I never take. They never believed that I would really fall. I had to go demonstrate. I had to set them straight. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Cafe podcast. It's your boy, Devin. And today we got a special guest in our alignment with helping you on your journey in mindset, in your relationships, on every aspect of life that we know mindset ties back to. We got Mike Kitko with us. He is the host of the Inner Wealth podcast as well as Mastermind. And as you know, mindset, wealth, who doesn't want to be wealthy, right? So Mike, thank you so much for hopping on today with us. Devin, thanks for having me, man. I'll show up anywhere, anytime to, to, uh, to light souls, man. Light up some souls. Thank you. So let's start off with Inner Wealth. You know, how did you get started or how did Inner Wealth get started? Yeah, so let's talk about what what stopped working. I, I was a uh, Fortune 500 executive leader. I had about a 16, 17 year really nice run in corporate. I'm, I'm also a Marine veteran. So when I got out of the Marine Corps, I jumped into corporate and I started riding the ladder of success up the, the freaking ladder and it went fast. And I had, you know, big titles and I made a lot of money and I had hundreds of people. I was, I was, you know, running organizations that were hundreds of people. And I managed a $65 million business and a $350 million business. And, and it was all good. The money was really good, but um, my family wasn't good. Uh, I, I was drinking at toxic levels. My wife was a pharmaceutical addict in, inside of our home. Uh, it was just complete like chaos. It was, there was, it was all conflict. Uh, my girls grew up in basically a war zone. I've got two two girls; they're nineteen and twenty one right now, and they're thriving. But that wasn't the case, you know. If you go back eight, seven, eight years ago, and uh, li- literally, I was three hundred pounds, and and I was suicidal, and I got fired twice in in about twenty months after a really long run, successful run in corporate. And uh, that you know, the first time fool me once, you know, I got fired. Got another job five months later, making you know some some really really nice money. And then that lasted about 15 months and I got fired again. And, and I, I knew at that point I had to do something different because, you know, it, it just, there was nothing clicking in my life, Devin. And it was like, what's the only thing I just got to, to understand what was the only thing that I, and I didn't kill myself. I tried, like I stuck a barrel of a gun in my mouth um, and, and I didn't have the courage to pull the, to pull the trigger. But at that point when I didn't, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm not living life the way I always lived, lived before. That, that shit wasn't working, right? There was, my marriage was awful. My health was awful. My, I hated my career. We had good money, but nothing else. It, that's it. But um, what do I love doing? And the only thing in my corporate career that I ever, and, and in the Marine Corps, the only thing I ever loved doing was building people. And, and building teams. That was it. That's the only thing I ever loved. I could get lost in, I could like, I, I'd have scheduled meetings on my calendar and I'd, I'd miss meetings because I was engrossed in a conversation where I, it was personal development and I was helping the person step into a higher level of, of themselves and who they wanted to be. And I would get lost in that conversation. And it was almost like nothing else existed. So when I got a, a chance to hit the reset, it's like, what do I love? What do I love? And there's a concept called Ikigai. And if you guys haven't heard of Ikigai, look it up. It'll change your life. But Ikigai is a Japanese concept that says if you, if you take what you absolutely love, what you're awesome at, what people need, and what people will pay you for, and you put them together, you'll never work another second in your life. And that's exactly what I did. And I don't work. I don't, I don't labor. 
all I do is serve. And it feels like every day I get to wake up and just be the fullest expression of myself. And that was an intentional, intentional decision that I made back in 2016 that, you know, going places that I don't want to go, doing things that I don't want to do, stretching myself for circumstances that I don't need to have when I'm perfectly like awesome. Everything's great right now. It just, it, it stopped serving me. And it was like that. I was living the way I was supposed to. I was supposed to reach for the next rung. I was supposed to get promoted. And I kept getting promoted into places I didn't want to be. And I kept making money that you know, wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't satisfying. So again, I started my business. And over the last six years, uh, the, the business officially kind of launched early 2017. And over the last six years, I've built a, uh, a business that stretches around the world. It's, it's called Inner Wealth Global, uh, officially. Um, we've, you know, my podcast has been listened to on six continents, 53 countries, uh, over a thousand cities around the world. Um, I've had clients in, you know, in, in Europe and Asia. I've got a mastermind full of, full of entrepreneurs that stretches, you know, coast to coast and, and from, from Canada down to Mexico. And like, it, it feels really good to wake up every day knowing that the world's better because I'm here, that people are better because I'm here. And I always leave them better than I found it. And the cool thing is, is the, the thing that I want to do most in the world, light them up and help them change their circumstances, people will actually pay me for. And I don't have to do anything that I hate. And that's what Inner Wealth Global is all about. It's, it's helping you helping you find what will, will get you excited to get out of bed every single day in your health, in your wealth, in the impact you make, and in your most in, intimate and cherished relationships. Wow. Let's, I want to rewind real quick. I mean, going from a point of of that low of a low of you know having a, a shotgun you know in your mouth and everything to where you are now like i would never expect that but at the same time you would never expect that from the people that you know say it because when they're talking to you about it they're completely different people they've transformed themselves yeah right? absolutely when you say you didn't have the courage to do it which i'm glad you didn't you know you too um, so what what led you to that point, obviously, you know, being fired twice and, and everything at home, but what led you, do you feel like to having that gun in your mouth and what made you not pull the trigger? And then what did you do afterwards to start your transition to where you are now? Yeah. So first of all, you, you said shotgun. It wasn't a shot, shotgun. It was a handgun. Oh, sorry. Oh, bad. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I just wanted to clarify, right? And just, just to make sure we're all clear, it, man. It was just, it was just that moment when, when you're tasting metal, and it's like it, you know that on the other side of pulling that trigger, it, it's done. And the thoughts that go through your head in such an accelerated period of time, it's, you know, the blood splatter on the wall. It's your family finding you that way. It's the cleanup. It's the mess. It's the, you know, it's, it's the, you know, is my family going to make it through this? I love my little girls dearly and deeply. And it's like, what is this going to do to them? And all that, like in a second, all that shit flashes through your mind. And it's like, you have that choice. Either you go and you jump right off the cliff or you don't. And, and, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to, to them. And I, I it's like, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a Marine vet. There's not a lot of things that, that, that hold me back. And, and that's why when I decided to build my business, like it was going to build, it, it was certain. It wasn't like some people approach, I'll try on entrepreneurism to see if it'll work. That's not, my, that's not my mentality. It's like when I jump into something, it will work. And, and when, when I, you know, when I, I stuck my, the, the, the barrel in, in my mouth, it's like, that was one of the times, the first times in my life where I couldn't go through with my plan. 
And that's why I say I didn't have the courage. That doesn't happen very often to me. The reason I got fired twice is because I wouldn't quit. And resilience and persistence, you know, the the inability and the unwillingness to be able to quit something is what creates success in this world and what creates wealth in this world. Because if you give up on anything too quickly, you're you're not you're not going to achieve what you're what you set out to achieve. But I set out to kill myself in that moment, and I didn't possess the courage to do it. And it was the first time that ever happened in my life. And it taught me a lot about who I am, my values, what I really wanted, and what I, what I what I cherished in the world. And I cherished my girls, and I cherished my family. And when I when I you know didn't do that, and I got up like there was a, there's a great book. It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. O L S O N. If you guys haven't read this. It, these concepts in this book are very, very simple. They're they're not they're not mind blowing, right? They're very, very simple. But it's like get one percent better every day. Just do the activities. Don't worry about the outcome. And after I couldn't kill myself, I started. My, a friend of mine sent me this the slight edge, and I started reading. And it's like, okay, well, I'm in the Marine Corps. I was used to running, you know, three, five, six miles a day. But I I'm three hundred pounds. I can't do that. So let me get down and set the treadmill for a half mile. And I about killed myself. But what I did is the next day I did another half mile and the next day I did another half mile. And then after I could handle a half mile, then I, I cranked it up to three quarters of a mile and so on and so forth. And, and, and yesterday I run, I run and lift. I, I, I toggle the days. One day I'll run and one day I'll lift. You know, I, I crush, you know, five miles a couple times a week now. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not a problem. And I really enjoy running, but it all started with just implementing the basics. In, back into my life because before that point I hadn't like worked out or exercised or or run or lifted or done anything physical in years. I, I just let that whole part of my life. I I focused on money and I was trying to keep my family together, but I completely let my health slip. And it was just putting the basic building blocks back into place. And from there, it created. I lost I lost a lot of weight very very quickly because the basics work. And from there, when you start to put your physical health back together, your mental health starts to get put back together. And when your mental health get that's mindset, when your mental health starts to, to get oriented again, then your emotional health, when your emotional health starts to get reoriented, your spiritual health. And that's really where the fulfillment is in life. And then when you start a business with physical health and mental health and emotional health and spiritual health and spiritual being, you know that you are valuable and significant in the world. It, it's not an if, but when. No, I mean... That's, that's amazing. And I, I want to reframe what you said about you not having courage. This is why I asked it about you not having courage to pull the trigger, right? I don't think it's that you didn't have the courage to pull the trigger, but like you said, when you set out to do something, it's not, uh, I'm going to go try. Right. And you're the kind of person like myself that we don't give up. So it wasn't the fact that you couldn't pull the trigger. It was the fact that you couldn't give up on yourself because pulling the trigger, not only would that do that to your family. And I believe me, I know that's, I've heard it from other people that have been in similar you know, experiences, you know, their family is a big part too, but your personality of not being able to give up and it's not a try, it's a not if, but when you couldn't give up on yourself. Right. And I think that's a huge piece that you're not giving yourself enough credit for that. You know, you're a person that never quits and pulling that trigger would mean you quit and you just couldn't do it too. So I, I do want to reframe that because it's not, it's not about having courage. Like you have the courage to not pull the trigger and not give up on yourself because you've never given up on yourself thus far. 
So, well, thanks, man. You I know, appreciate I, that. I just want to reframe that real quick because, you know, that even like us entrepreneurs, right? There's a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs and they think it's a, you know, day one, you're going to be a millionaire, you know, kind of get yeah, right. And that's not the thing. And it, it, in the game really is, it's, it's not a matter of if it is when, and you just can't give up. Right. So honestly, it, your, your courage to continue to go is that's where it is really at. And that's, that's huge. And that speaks volumes of, of who you are, you know, for you and for your family and to transform that to where you are now again, that's amazing. I appreciate that, man. Uh, there's there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a wantrepreneur, right? And I said that, right? So there's a lot of people that want the time freedom and the financial the, the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur, but not everybody's willing to fail as much as it takes to learn what we need to learn so we can succeed. Exactly. And we look at failing as just lessons, right? It's yeah, just learning. You look at it as a failure and then all of a sudden you fail. That means you, you failed and it's done, right? That failure is a lesson. It's a road bump and you just, you learn and you keep going. So what's, what's allowed you to go from that point? What was the first step in your personal development? Was it like that next day you're like, okay, I'm going to make a, a mindset shift. And you know, you have that book given to you and you start running. What was that next step? Did you go to therapy? Yeah, I didn't even know what mindset was at the time. I mean, what what I find is, you know, in well through my corporate career, and I was forty three years old when when all of that happened. All right, I'm fifty one now, so um, I was forty three, and up until up until that point, I had never heard of mindset. I didn't even know what it was. All I knew is, and when I read. Um, development books, and, and I, I read a lot of business books because I've got an, I've, I've got a bachelor's in management and, 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 a, and an MBA. I'm highly educated from a professional standpoint, right? But nowhere in there that I that I understand what mindset was, and I didn't understand that there's this there's this chatterbox in our mind, and you know, and it, it's always talking. You got Devin, is that is that true for you? That chatterbox is always like it's always yapping at you, right? Yeah. And and if you if you look at most people. Um, they either, but believe it or not, either they don't understand that they have a chatterbox because they haven't paid attention to it, but it's running their life, or they think that that chatterbox is them. They think it's literally them speaking to themselves, and it's not, right? It's their programming speaking to them. It's it's mom speaking to them. It's dad speaking to them. It's it's your teacher speaking to you. It's it's you know that that trauma that happened in your childhood, that's what's speaking to you. It's not you. And I didn't understand that all of these, you know, friggin', I mean, the, the average human being has between 80 and 120,000 thoughts per day. And most of them are very, very unkind. And if you don't have a healthy relationship with the fact that that voice is not yours, that's the voice of your conditioning and programming, life is really, really hard. And you're going to do things you don't want to do. And you're going to go places you don't want to go. And you're going to say yes when you want to say no and no when you want to say yes, because there's going to be high levels of insecurity and inadequacy and insignificance. And I didn't know all this back then. But the first thing I did, like I said, I I got on a fucking treadmill. And I just, I said it for a half mile and I, I about died, but that came from reading a book. And it was the first personal development book, The Slight Edge by, by Jeff Olson. It was the first personal development book that I ever read. And then I started like, I, a friend of mine had become a coach, like that this guy that I went to, to graduate school with him and he sat next to me like the entire two years we were in graduate school. And, and he started like, he started coaching and he called me, he knew where I was and what was going, what was going on in my life. And he had watched me like plummet and, and he called me and said, Hey, do you want some help? And I was like, what do you mean help? He's like, well, I started coaching. And, and I, at that point I did, I, I had a business coach when I was in corporate, but I didn't know what 
coaching was, right? That didn't, it just didn't like, that was an executive coach. That was different. But, but to coach someone through a, a struggle, through a challenge, a personal challenge, I, I was, I didn't understand what that even meant. And he said, I can help you, but if there's no skin in the game for you, then, you know, it's, it's not really going to be valuable to you. And I'm like, so, so let me get this straight. I got to fucking pay you to be my friend. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be your friend. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm going to challenge you to grow. And, and so we did that. And, and we did that for a few months. And, and when you, when you give me Devin, and you're probably exactly like this, when you give me, you give me a book and when in that book, I'm going to get 10 seeds that are going to pull me to 10 different books. And from those 10 books, I'm going to be pulled to 10 different books because maybe an author talks about another author. So I'm going to go and explore that author. Well, this guy was with me. He gave me a little bit, but in about three months, I had outgrown him believe it or not. And, and I was on my own. Like he gave me a couple books to read, but I had read like 50, like without him even knowing, right. Or, or him suggesting it. So it was like, you get me started and, and I'm a self-starter and, and the momentum, the momentum builds itself, right. That's why I'm a successful entrepreneur because like we, we get pulled forward because of our vision. We don't run from, we don't run from pain, but that's all I had done up to that point is just run from pain, run from that chatterbox that I didn't know existed. And the, the, the whole transition happened because I just put the basics back in place. And, and I'm going to share a, a really cool acronym with you. It's owner, oxygen, water, nutrition, exercise, and rest. And those are the basic building blocks of, of well-being, of, of just personal well-being. And what I, what I realized, if, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you've got Basically, and I'm going to, I'm going to like use different words, but the bottom rung is the physiological aspect of, of your well-being. The second rung is the mental aspect. The third rung is your emotional aspect. The fourth rung is, is the spiritual or uh, is, is the social. And then the last rung is spiritual. And what happens is people try to achieve the social, you know, the, I'm going to build a business. So I become someone, but they forego the physical, mental, and the emotional. So when, when my, when my coach, my first coach brought me all the way back down to the physical, the physiological, and we just got my, my body back in shape, right? Oxygen, water, nutrition, exercise, and rest. That's when you can move up to the next level, which is the mindset piece. But if the body's not clicking, the mind's not going to be clicking. So it's literally a, the, the, everything transitioned and everything changed and transformed just by getting the basics right. Oxygen, water, nutrition, exercise, and rest. Then adding a healthy meditation process. Then you can start to see the, the understand the chatterbox and you can the mindfulness and you can start to see that these are all 99% of everything that's going on in your mind are lies. And if you believe like before you practice some fo- form of mindfulness, your self-awareness, you don't understand that 99% of them are not serving you. They're not benefiting you. They're no value add. And, and they're just, if you believe them and you abide by them and you just follow them, you're going to live a really fucking miserable life. So it's letting all those thoughts go and then taking back control over my emotions. So when I was a child, I was molested and I was abandoned and I was, I was like <laughs> beaten <laughs> and, and all, there was all of this shit from childhood, religious shame and sexual shame and all this shit from childhood that was buried away in my emotions. And I didn't, I didn't understand that because I had spent so much time like over drinking and, and overeating and overworking that, and all those were with distraction techniques to keep me away from what was happening inside of me. And when you get those three in check, man, your, your, your body, your mind, and your emotions, 
life, life really starts to take off. And then when you can control those elements and, and you can literally, um, you know how to influence them and how to control them, you can guide them in the right direction, which gives you that social credibility through impact and making a difference in the world. And that's what we do as entrepreneurs. Well, that's first off that acronym, even though it's so simple, I love the acronym owner. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like, I, no one's ever put it to the acronym before. That's for that. That's a good one. I I didn't make it up, man. So make it your own. (laughs) No, that that's cool. Um, you know, just to touch back on a couple of things before diving into like, you know, inner wealth and some of the stuff we've talked about before this, before we hopped on today. Um, yeah, I completely, honestly, I thought I was alone in the sense of like kind of outgrowing some of the mentors that when, when I launched the franchise, I hired a franchise mentor who launched his own franchise. So I, I hired someone that has walked the path before. Right. And he didn't tell me to, but once he was teaching me, I was reading books and I was doing other things. And all of a sudden, like we're getting into it. I'm like, yeah, like I did that already. Like, you know, what's next? And he's like, <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I read this, this, this. Like they said to do all these things. I've done them. And he was like, dude, like you're, you're moving a lot faster than a lot of the curve. And I was, and so I thought that was just me, but that self-starter thing, I completely resonate with that. And I'm glad I'm not alone on that too. That's, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. That, there's a, there's an author and right now I'm, 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 I'm dropping his name and I can't remember it. And he, it, it, they're basically, he has leadership books and I'm doing it. I'm doing him a great disservice because I'm getting ready to, to, to share what he kind of teaches, but I'm not, I'm not able to, I'm not, Oh, the, the book is called the right team player. Okay. Um, uh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's like the effective team player or the right team player. But anyway, what he talks about is the people that you really want around you and in your team on your team, if you really want to get progress, they possess three qualities. They're hungry. They're humble and they're smart. And what you just described is you're hungry, you're humble, and you're smart. I have a, I'll have a coach because I'm humble. I know that I don't have it all figured out. That's humility. I don't, there's no shame in like success is a team game, man. It's a team sport. So uh, when somebody's humble, that means they've, they've basically acknowledged and admitted to themselves that I'm not, I can't do it on my own and I, I'm, I'm willing to accept uh, support from somebody, right? When you're hungry, you're just like, I'll consume anything that comes in my way that, that, that's, that'll be favorable, that'll create some, some sense of favorability in my life. And smart, that means we can absorb what we're learning and we can retain it and we can effectively utilize it in our life and implement it. So you get what you just described is you're hungry, humble, and smart. And when I look for students, I'm looking for people that are hungry, humble, and smart, because if they don't possess one of those, something's going to be upside down, right? They're not going to get the progress or they're not going to, they're not going to get the traction that they really want. No, definitely. And there's so much knowledge and there's so many things out there in the world that if you think you know it all, then you're only kind of hindering yourself because you can't know it all. And there's someone that's already done it and for me, I value time. And when I usually say that, people were like, oh, you just want to have time freedom. No, no, no. When I say I value time, I value the time someone else has already spent walking the path ahead of that's me. That's right. So I can shorten my path. And, you know, that's, I value the time you in, spent in the trenches, right? You know, so that's, that's huge. And I'm, I'm glad we're definitely aligning that. And speaking on like going back and rewinding a little bit to that, that subconscious and that reliving and and thinking who you are from your teachers, your parents, you know, the traumas and all the other voices inside you. Um, 
there was a, a story, you know, Leslie Brown or Les Brown? Les Brown, yeah. Yeah. So he was a twin and he was labeled growing up through school as actually the dumb twin. And he was in class or he was actually, it wasn't even his class. He was waiting for his friends and the teacher called on him to basically solve the problem. And he put his head down and told the teacher he couldn't solve it. And then he told the teacher he wasn't in the class and then everyone was laughing and the teacher asked why they were laughing. And he said, and one of the girls based in the class said, Oh, that's the, the dumb twin. Right. And then he, Les Brown basically nodded. And then he walked up to the, or the teacher called him up. He said, what was that? And he said, yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm the dumb twin. And the teacher basically scolded him. He's like, he's like, son, I never want to hear you say that again. And then all of a sudden it was like this enlightenment of, of him where tears were running down his face, where it was okay for him not to be labeled as that and have that, you know, acceptance. So, and now we know him today as, you know, this huge influential, you know, person that is one of the most like sought out like people in, in, you know, everything. And you would never know he was the dumb twin, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. Look, this, we talk about mindset and all mindset is, is there's beliefs that you're holding right now that aren't serving you. And, and there, there's beliefs in their stories that you're, you're holding and you're telling yourself that just flat out aren't true. And like I had a, a toxic, pretty toxic, I would say religious background. I went to I went to religious school for you know up all the way up until eighth grade, graduated eighth grade, and went to high school. But up until that point, you know, I was taught that um, I, w- I was like somebody died for for me. Somebody somebody had to be killed for me. That um, you know, basically, sex was bad. That wanting money was greedy. That y- you. Uh, your whole purpose in life was to give up yourself for some some deity that needed your attention and was jealous if you didn't give him attention. Like that's narcissism, right? So I basically grew up worshiping a narcissistic God that would send me to the fucking depths of hell and to eternal damnation, but he loved me. And Like every, he was watching and every single thing that I did wrong, he was like keeping record of it, but I was forgiven for my sins. And, and it's like, you know, I know that there's now after seeing clearly there, there are pockets of religion that don't, aren't that like intense, but that's the religious background that I grew up in. That's the household that I grew up in. And when you're between the ages of zero and seven, you'll believe anything that you're told, right? You're just a, you're just a sponge. So you believe in Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and all these stuff. You believe in these things. So you believe in fairy tales. But when you're taught that, that you're just a shameful being and somebody had to die for you, that creates some pain, man. When, when, when you're told by your father that you've got to work hard for your money, making money is hard and rich people are greedy and evil, shit, shit's painful. It creates stories in you and beliefs in you that just flat out aren't true. My closest friend in the world, you are who you surround yourself with. And years later, you know, my closest friend in the world, he, he's right on the cusp, but he could be on the cusp of nine figures, right? And he's the most kind, 
generous, gentle, loving, accepting, uh, sponsoring. He he'll, he finds somebody who's passionate about something and he wants to go in with them and he wants to make sure that they're successful. Like this guy has built a fortune so he can serve other people. But I was told that rich people are greedy and evil and that, that wanting money was bad. And what we don't understand fully, if we don't pay attention, is that the beliefs that you hold are creating the outcomes that you're going to experience. So if you think that making money is bad, you're going to feel like like you're broken for wanting more money, right? You're when, when you I I used to not be able to say that I am wealthy because it was shameful to even express that. But then I went from like letting go of the shame of saying I'm wealthy to I'm fucking rich, like, and I want to get richer. Do you know why I want to get richer? First of all, it's fun. Second of all, I can do a lot more good rich than I can poor. And the more, the more rich I am, and the more wealthy I, ha- I am, and the more money I have, the bigger impact and the bigger difference I can make in this world. And yes, my quality of life improves. Absolutely. But there's nothing wrong with having a high quality of life and making a big, big difference. Knowing that this world's better with me in it, and it's better because of every single breath I took. But again, going back to that zero to seven years old, that is so counter to what I was taught that was true about this world. My parents did the best they could. They taught me the best they could, but they had a lot of shit wrong. And that's why we were broke when I was a kid. That's why we struggled when I was a kid. That's why they couldn't afford me new shoes that everybody else had because they were broke. It was all because their money mindset. And if you think that money's bad, if you think the rich are evil, if you think the rich are greedy, if you think there's not enough to go around, if you think that money is life, if you think that the more I have, somebody else doesn't have, if you think that asking for reciprocation for the service you offer, if you feel any glint of guilt or shame over that shit, you're dealing with really toxic money beliefs. And it's time to let that shit go. And that's what money mindset's all about, Devin. No, I mean, that's actually what I was going to want to talk about from our last call um, we had before today was money mindset, you know, and our conversation in that was was so awesome. And, you know, how money is a tool, right? It's a, it's something that if you're a shitty person without money, you're going to be a shittier person with money. If it's you're going to amplify you, it's all yeah, it, that exactly. There it is. It's an amplifier, right? If you're a giving person without money, you're going to be even a bigger giving person with money, right? It's, it's, it's solely a tool that amplifies your personality, your traits, right? So what, from our conversation, right, you know, with that money mindset, what's one thing that, you know, you, you teach or you talk about that allows people to kind of start transitioning their thoughts around themselves and, and money? Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about mindset overall, and then we'll hone in on money. All right. So if you look at your health, if you look at your bank account, if you look at the quality of your relationships, like your, I don't, I don't have friends. I have allies. I don't have friends. We friends waste time together. I don't have friends. I have people that when we're together, they make me better and I make them better. I don't want friends. I want allies. I want people where together we're more than we are alone. Right. My, my, my marriage is now an allyship. It's not like a relationship. It's an allyship. I'm better because. Because of her, and she's better because of me. It's an exponential bond. But if you look at the impact that you've had in the world, 
If you look at every aspect of your life and your circumstances and who you are and where you are, they're all a product of the beliefs and the stories that you're holding right now. These things haven't happened to you. These things have happened because of you. And first of all, it's taking complete ownership of that, that my health is a product of my decisions. And if, if I have shitty health, then they're a product that, that health is a product of my shitty decisions. If I'm wealthy, it's, that's a product of my awesome decisions. If I'm broke, that's a product of my shitty decisions. And decisions come from beliefs and stories. And it's getting down to the root cause. Look at your circumstances. Look at your finance. If you have any financial struggles whatsoever, somewhere there's a, there's a shitty money belief that you're dealing with. And it could be that, um, there's not enough to go around. Making money is hard. I got to do shit that I don't want to, to make money, right? That making money can't be fun. Like, holy crap. I mean, when I'm up on stage and I, I shared, I shared uh, before we jumped on here, I shared uh, with Devin about an event that I just held and, and the payday that we got from, from people joining my mastermind. And I, for a couple hours, I, I share, I share some, you know, some light and then money goes into my bank account and my business grows. Right. But I do it in a way that's fun. It's, it's completely aligned with me. It's ikigai. It's not, it's not from a place of stress and struggle. And because if, if that's what you think is required in order to make money, when making money comes easy, you're going to feel like you're doing something wrong. So making money is not hard. Making money is only hard for people who choose to make making money hard. <laughs> And that's the product of a belief. So it's examining. Money mindset is about examining what do you think about money and what do you think about wealth and what do you think about people that are rich and what do you think about what it takes to create wealth in your life. And inside of all that, you're going to see your money beliefs. And what when you shift, when you shift a poor money belief into a healthy money belief, your circumstances, like this is where we get a little mystical, right? But if you look at, some of the greatest success books of all time, some of the greatest mindset books of all time, Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Thinketh, uh, The Science of Getting Rich, one of my favorites, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. They all say the same thing, that your circumstances are basically showing you who you are inside. And when you change who you are inside in your mind, and in your emotions, life literally like wraps different circumstances around you to reflect what's happening in your mind and body. And you don't need to do this through force. And this is, we call it the law of attraction. And I don't love that because it's too like new pop culture. But literally, when you change the way you think of things, the things you, you think of change. And when you feel differently about yourself, how you show up changes. When you think different thoughts, the world that you see and recognize literally changes before your very eyes. And if you think you're a piece of shit, life is literally going to show you and it's going to wrap evidence of how that belief is true in your life. And when you think that you're awesome, life is literally going to wrap new circumstances around you to prove that that's true. Same thing with money. If you think broke, if you feel broke, you're going to stay broke. If you think rich, if you feel rich, you're going to become rich. You're going to be rich. And when you realize that you are the creator of your circumstances, that's when the fear of, of losing, the insecurity, 
And that's when the, the stories and the beliefs that I'm not good enough. I can't have it. I'm, what if, what if something bad happens? What if the econ- these things start to go away because you realize you're the maker of your circumstances. You're not the victim of your circumstances. As, as you, as a man thinketh, so he is. And this is true. It's all about mindset and controlling the narrative that's happening in your mind and body. No, definitely. And I think it almost kind of ties into the, the fact of like the world isn't how the world is. The world is through the perception of the viewer, right? It, it, it's just perception and you can view the same thing five different ways. It's just how you choose to view it. But to, to aid in what you're saying, it's, it's almost like the red car theory. Have you heard yeah, of it? Absolutely. 100% yeah. chance. So for those that 100%. don't know what the red car theory is, how many red cars did you see driving today? Right? If you try to think about it, you're like, well, I don't think I actually think I saw any. There was probably 10 on the road. But now when you go and you're, and you're looking right now, I guarantee you're going to start seeing red car here, red car there. Right? So if you tell yourself you know, and, and reframe your perception of, of money and of wealth, opportunities and the world and everything start to reframe themselves to come in a different light, but also they are more plentiful. They are a lot more available to you versus how you are currently telling yourself. Would I be right in that? So so I'm going to tell two stories that tie right into that. So listen, if, if go to, if I know we'll get to this later, but if you go to my website, innerwealthglobal.com, forward slash CYD hyphen course. Choose your destiny course. So CYD hyphen course. And, and I'll send the link to Devin. Go go get that and use use the coupon code video course and you can you can get my my full video course for free. All right. And there's a three-step process and I'll share all that with you, Devin. There's a three-step process to doing to having creating anything you want in this world. And that's what this course is about. And that's what my teaching and that's what my workshops are about, right? It's uh, clarity, certainty, and commitment. Very simple. And I, I, I use these words because they're sticky. Clarity, certainty, and commitment. The first thing is getting clear about what you want. So you'll, you'll see in your life whatever you're clear about. Most people, do you know the reason that most people don't have what they want? Because they don't know what they want. They know what they don't want, but they're not clear about what they really want, what they're really after. They'll tell you they do, but when you really dive in, they know that they're running from bankruptcy. They're not running towards, you know, uh, being rich. So they they might be a they might be so scared. They're just like trying to trying to stay out of bankruptcy and just make it make it the month to month. And when we look at you know the entrepreneur world, we're we're like we're exceptions. Ninety five percent of the world is living in survival mode. They're month to month, day to day, and I'm surrounded by successful entrepreneurs and that survival mode shit that doesn't show up in my life. But sometimes when I'm with like, you know, professionals and corporate people and, and, and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that most people, 95% of people are in survival mode, no matter how much money they have. They're running away from loss. They're running away from not having. They're running away from being lonely. They're running away from whatever, what they don't want. And when you get really, really clear about what you do want, it starts to show up in your life. And that's the red car theory. The second step is certainty. And this is mindset. There's worry, there's doubt, there's fear in your mind. And it's, what do I do with all this stuff? And it's these beliefs that we hold, these stories that we tell ourselves. It's letting go of, of unhealthy beliefs, 
letting go of painful beliefs, letting go of these shitty stories that are flying around in our mind. And if we do that consistently through a, like a mindfulness practice, and I meditate like every single day, and I create meditations, they're available through, through my platforms. I create meditations and I guide meditations that help you get into your subconscious and let those shitty beliefs go and replace them with healthier beliefs. That's certainty. So this is why I say it's not a matter of if, it's when. Like in my mind, when I set a goal, it's already done. Now I just like go about the work of seeing what's already true inside of me, true in the world. And the last step is commitment. And this is just don't give up part, right? This is about taking inspired action, being patient, and don't quit until you see evidence of your clarity of your vision show up in your life. And you can have anything you want in this world, but You've got to get clear about what that actually is. And when I was in corporate, all I was doing was running away from not having any money. That was it because of the beliefs and the stories that I held. But I see it time and time again. There's this, there's this client named Jordan that I had. And Jordan was one of my, he was one of my first premium clients. And we, we sat down and we created a vision, health, wealth, impact, love, right? His relationships. And we created a vision for his life. And he lived in St. Louis with me. But part of his vision is he was a teacher and he didn't want to be a teacher anymore. He wanted to own his own business and he wanted to like have financial freedom and time freedom, move his family to the mountains. And he wanted to spend more time on hiking, like hiking uh, uh, trails. And when, when he created a vision, he said, Mike, is this even possible? I said, no, it's not possible. It's, it's like done. Let's fucking crush it. And right now, Jordan lives in Colorado. He has five territories in a franchise. He's got operators in, in the, all those franchises. He's got another business project that he's, go, that, that he's doing, but he works about five hours in his franchise and he's just got like, he's just got mailbox money that just keeps coming in. He's living that life. In fact, he's living like three, three iterations of that vision because he got clear about what he want and he just got really certain through mindfulness and, and he just stayed committed until it was true. And there's a new client that I just started working with about two months ago. And he had, he has a, he has a, a business and he built a pretty toxic culture. Like these, his employees would like bully him and, and like, like he was scared to lose them. Like he, he, he was living in high levels of insecurity. So he would let the employees run his whole business and tell him no. And I just started working with him and he got clear about what kind of culture he wanted to build. And when he got clear, I mean, this is amazing. As soon as he got clear, people started quitting and he started kind of freaking out. I'm like, man, you, you can't have the culture you want with those people. <laughs> and when he started interviewing a whole nother level of quality, people started coming in his door because he got clear about what he wanted. And he stopped, like he stopped being afraid of losing those, those people that he didn't want. Does this make sense? Definitely. If you're not clear about what you want, you're not going to get it. But as soon as you get clear, watch out because you're going to get it. hundred percent. When once that once that parody comes in and you start telling yourself this is what you want, this is how you need it to be or want it to be, and you start taking action towards that, and your perception changes, yep. everything starts to turn full circle. That's absolutely, absolutely. I mean this. Honestly, I, I feel like we can keep going for another you know, hour and a half, but, but I know this episode has been full of a million nuggets of knowledge. What if you had to, let's say today's the last day on earth, right? You had to basically leave one lesson, one piece of advice. What would that one lesson or advice be? I would gather as many people as I could, Devin. And I would say, here's the greatest. I'm getting emotional. Here's the greatest lesson 
that, that I've learned over the last seven years. And it's something that I know I wasn't taught, but it's something that I had to learn the hard way. And I learned it through living a life that I hated, but now I living a life that I get excited to wake up to every day. And that it's this simple, like, I don't know, it's a cheeky quote, I guess, a thought. It's life wants for me, whatever I want for myself. Life wants for you, whatever you want for you. Whatever you can call it, God. I'm not a religious man, but I am a very spiritual man. You can call it God. You can call it life. You can call it universe. You can call it source. But you know, if you look at all the greatest books that have ever been written, they all say the same thing. Your prayers are already answered, right? Like life wants for you what you want for yourself, but there's a story in your mind that's telling you that's not true. It, there's there's beliefs that you're holding that that make life an adversary instead of an ally. But when I saw it with my own eyes, that when I decided, when I chose to start a coaching business, and it was almost like, I mean, you can't believe, I couldn't believe that this was happening. I like decided that I was going to have a coaching business and people started like reaching out to me to be coached by me in some way. Started doing these cheeky little, you know, uh, posts on Facebook and follow me on some socials to get some inspiration. I post a lot on Facebook specifically. I started doing that, but at a very amateurish level. But when I started putting myself out that I, I wanted to be a coach with, with no credibility and with no reason for them to actually ask, they started reaching out to me to be coached. Like I realized that all I had to do was, was know like beyond the shadow of a doubt what I wanted and I was going to get it. And I've seen it too many times come true in, in every aspect. I filed for divorce from my wife when, when I, I broke out of my, you know, my, over drinking and my when I started my journey and my wife didn't want anything anything to do with it she just wanted to go back to that old freaking like the like toxic environment not I wasn't having it so I filed for divorce and I, I didn't tell her you and me her name's Angie I didn't say me me and you are going to have an awesome marriage I just told her I'm going to have an awesome marriage like you get to decide what you're going to do, but I'm going to have an awesome marriage. And I filed for divorce. And that night when I filed, that was the first night she went to, to NA, Narcotics Anonymous. And she would never go to treatment before that. And I just got clear about what I wanted. And it was just not a matter of if, it was a matter of when. And I've seen it play over and over in my business, in my health, in, in my, my relationships with allies. And as soon as I let all the, the toxic drinkers go, these new people came in my life that like, that supported me, encouraged me and lifted, uplifted me. And those people were, were wasting, those people were trying to help me kill my liver, <laughs> right? And, and these people were trying to help me crush it in my bank account. But I had to let this shit go in order to let the goodness come in. I've only seen it like every day for the last six, seven years that as soon as I decide what I want, it's just a matter of time before that shit shows up. And life is not difficult. It's lack of trust in life that makes life difficult. And life wants for you whatever you want for you. You just got to decide. And God, universe, life, it's just ready to deliver it. But most people are living like you got to fight for what you want. And I, it's not true. It's not true. It's only true if you believe it's true. Wow. Uh, that, that, that is deep. That is, that is amazing. Where I know you said your website, you know, but if you could say it again, and also where could people follow you and get more information on social? 
Yeah. So you, I, I do a lot of work on, on Facebook specifically. Go follow me on Facebook. I, I you know, about four or five times a day. It, it's all me. I, I post, I post all the inspirational shit that shows up on my page, but you know, videos and, and whatever, but, um, follow me on Facebook. Uh, you, you, I'm also on Instagram and, and on TikTok, and I've got a YouTube channel, but you, all those are Mike Kitko, K I T K O. My website is innerwealthglobal.com. And that's my business, inner wealth and inner wealth global. But on my website, if you go on, and, and I have a podcast, the podcast is called uh, The Inner Wealth Podcast. And weekly episodes, we've been going, there's 127 episodes, just all little nuggets like we've, we've talked about over the last few minutes, Devin. But uh, on my website, if you go to innerwealthglobal.com forward slash CYD hyphen course, that's a video course, Right. And it's 12 modules. Uh, it's, it's about getting clear about what you want, becoming certain about what, what, that you can have anything you want and remaining committed to the process. And in that video course, it's going to give you everything you need to get started on that work. And that's kind of like a do it alone thing. But I also run a workshop called Choose Your Destiny. That's what the CYD is. I run workshops throughout the year that choose your destiny. If you're interested in going and doing that work that's in, in that course with me, just go to my website and take a look at, at the events and you'll see when the next Choose Your Destiny. Get your ass here to St. Louis. And I, I, I swear, in a matter of time, you'll, you're, your whole life will change around you without you even like having to force any new outcomes. No, that's awesome. I'll definitely, I'll put those, um, send me over those links. So I'll definitely put that in the show, show notes for, for everyone. Um, make sure you guys share and this. The coupon, and the coupon code is video course. I forgot to mention that. So that video course is listed at nine ninety seven. But but for with with that coupon code video course, you can grab it for nothing. No, definitely, and I I highly recommend you go grab that course. Um, but make sure you share this with a friend. Make sure you share this with a friend that needs to reshape their money mindset. Re needs to reshape their value and their perception of wealth or their just own intrinsic wealth and inner wealth. But please go follow Mike. And thank you so much, Mike, for hopping on today and taking the time. You got it. Whether you believe you can or or you believe you can't, you're right. (laughs) Until next time, guys. 